Hello, and welcome to another episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I am your host, Ron Wright. Uh, today in this uh, podcast, I want to talk a little bit um, about the difference between God's ideal and what we often experience as our real. So we'll get into that in just a moment. So in these um, podcasts of An Ocean of Ontological Light, our um, aim here is to take a dive deep into our interior being. The Bible calls that our spirit, the deepest part of ourself. And um, there is where we encounter God's presence as well. So the Bible reveals the fact that God's spirit, the deepest part of God, lives in our spirit, the deepest part of us. So we have all of the necessary ingredients. We have all of the necessary landscape within us to be able to live our life from the divine, to live in the presence of God, to live in union with him and experience a life that flows not out of our own mind and thinking, but something deeper flows out of God himself coming through our spirit and into our mind, will, and emotions and in the actions of our life. So that's where we're going in uh, this podcast in an ocean of ontological light. And as I mentioned earlier, today I want to talk about the movement of our real into God's ideal. So let's uh, talk a little bit about this. When I talk about our real, what I'm talking about is our real experiences, the things that we're facing in our life day to day, how we are feeling, our circumstances, and we often say that this is our reality, you know? We go on holidays for a little while, and we come back, and we say, now I'm back to reality. <laughs> and um, However, I'd like to suggest to you that what we consider most of the time as being real is, in fact, not real at all, at least not when you compare it to the reality that we find in God. And this, after all, is the direction and motion of a true spiritual life. We're moving from our experience into God's experience. Or you could say it this way, we are transforming our experience with our experience of God. So that is the motion, if you will, or the direction of a genuine spiritual life. And if we're going to do that, we do need to talk about this um, uncomfortable gap that we oftentimes experience between what we find to be real in God and then what we find to be real in our day-to-day -day experiences. So one thing you must remember, beloved, is, is this, that your, your heart is never going to rest outside of a complete absorption into the love that designed and fashioned you. So a long, lingering, and loving gaze into the face of God begins to set in motion in our life, a longing for our life to be consummated in his ideal. Now, God's ideal is just how he sees us through love. He views us in the condition, position, and provision of his son, the Lord Jesus. And so that's God's ideal about us. <clears throat> in fact, God holds up his son as a snapshot picture, you might say, of our ideal, how he sees us, how he perceives even the world. In Christ, there's a new creation, and, and that's God's ideal. 
And God is moving everything in your life and in my life and indeed in the world into the fabric of this new creation. So this hope that breathes within our spirit to enter into God's ideal is really the conclusion of every good dream we've, we've ever had. This is the path of the awakened soul. We transform the real with the ideal. In other words, we transform our experience with the ideal that God holds of us in his son. So the real, or what we usually call the real, is actually anything but the true reality of things. The true condition of things isn't, you know, what it seems real in this current world with its grievous overlay of fear and lack and sickness and death and all those other circumstances that come into our life that are less than ideal. Reality is, on the other hand, what is actually held in the substance of the sun as the ideal of God's dream for each soul. God's ideal will transform your supposed real into the beauty and the truth of his really real. It's helpful, actually, in our spiritual journey to remind ourselves of what is really real in what is only relatively real. So what is really real is the essence of God that's contained in his Son as our true self, where we're joined there to this ideal energy. So that's the really real. What's really real is what God creates in his Son, because that will last for eternity. Whereas every other reality in this created world is only relatively real because it will pass away. Everything created passes away. Everything uncreated never passes away. And this is the difference between the world we live in and the world that God lives in. God's world is eternal. It never passes away. It was never created. It just always is. Whereas the world we find ourselves living in in this world is a created world, which is subject to decay and destruction and passing away and all of those other kinds of things. So the really real is who we are in God. And that means in that reality that from his perspective, we're already perfect. We're already complete. We're already realized and already fulfilled. There's nothing left to do. That is the landscape of, the, of his son. And that's what's really real, both in how God sees us and how he deals with us. And what's relatively real is really just our condition in this world with our flaws, our failings, our missteps and misdeeds. This is relatively real. In other words, I mean, it's, it's real. We're experiencing it, but it will pass away. What we are in our relative life is still growing into this fullness that's in Christ it's still transforming into that ideal image of Christ, still conforming to him. And this journey from the real to the ideal is really what mystics define as the unending kiss of God upon our soul. He's taking us from our uh, relatively real into his absolute real. And that is the motion of his spirit and the work of his spirit going on in our life, actually, all the time. So, your small, relatively real is being journeyed by love into a much larger, really real. 
that you and I have in God. So let me say that again. It sounds a bit confusing, but if you grab hold of this truth, it really will change your life. Your small world of relatively real is being transitioned by love into a much larger, really real, which is what we already have in God. So uh, to give you an example of this, let's take a story. Uh, we can always relate uh, very complicated and deep spiritual things to a simple story. So here you go. Uh, there's a story told, obviously, in the Old Testament of God when he led his people out of uh, bondage in Egypt, right, into the promised land that was flowing with milk and honey. So in this story, we see this uh, analogy, if you will, or this journey going from the real to the ideal. So when God's people were in bondage in Egypt, that was their reality. That was their relative reality. They were in bondage. They were slaves. They were treated unfairly. They were uh, living a life, let's just say, that wasn't very happy. And God came along and spoke to them through Moses and said to them that he wanted to bring them into a promised land, which is the ideal, his ideal, that was flowing with milk and honey, where they could rest, where they would be enjoying the goodness and the bounty of the land, and uh, they would no longer be slaves. So in this journey, literally everything had to go out of Egypt and into the promised land. I mean, God's... Uh, instructions were pretty clear. He didn't want anything to remain. I mean, from the lowliest uh, animal in their herds to the mightiest man among them, nothing was to be left behind in Egypt. Nothing was to be left in the relatively real. God had something better. He had an ideal that was uh, symbolized by this beautiful promised land flowing with milk and honey. And so, God brought his people out of Egypt, their real, into the promised land, God's ideal. And the movement out of the painfully real into the divine ideal was really an absolute sweep of grace that carried them from the guttermost to the uttermost. And in that story, really, we find um, God's own action going on within us. And our spiritual life is one of tuning into this action that really is going on inside of our spirit every day, whether or not we, we see it. Often we get so busy and so distracted with the day-to-day -day stuff of life that we don't tune in to this regular motion of God's spirit to take us out of the guttermost and bring us into his uttermost or out of Egypt into the promised land. So, your spirit is God's movement of steadfast love, bringing you out of Egypt into the promised land. It means, my brother and sister, that everything in your life is under a banner of being, of transitioning, of transforming, and transporting you from the unsatisfactory, the real, into the super satisfying ideal of God's love. You know, if we could just lay a hold of this agenda, that irrespective of our ups and downs is actually what's happening in our life, we would begin to rest a little bit more, be less stressed out, less doubtful about all the events that are going on in our life. Every once in a while, I'd like to remind myself when I'm just going through difficult times, hey, 
this is only relatively real. God's ideal, which will last forever, is where I'm heading and where God is, is taking me. Everything in this world that we can see is subject to passing away. But the invisible world, where we can see but with the eyes of our spirit, that world is lasting forever. And God is building you and I into the fruit of, of that particular world. Your mind and my mind, it was designed to dwell on the heights of God's unimaginable goodness, truth, and beauty. And your heart and my heart was made to transform our life from the world's misrepresented real and into the actual ideal of God's love. With our mind dwelling on the heights and our hearts as a transformation chamber, you and I can transition our life out of the real into God's ideal. Just remember this. Nothing is really real except God's love and everything that that touches. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this uh, podcast, there's obviously some gaps existing between what we would call God's ideal and our real. All right? Um, but this big gap sometimes between God's ideal and our real isn't a call for criticism in our life. It's a call for compassion. When we see these gaps, it's not a matter to sit down and say, oh, I'm so terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm really rotten at a spiritual life. No, no, no. These, these places where we do see the gaps between our real and God's ideal, it's a place where God's inviting us to, into his compassion the gaps are just places where love hasn't prevailed yet, nor has faith yet risen to embrace the substance of our spirit, where our truest nature shines its hopeful rays of light. So, don't be so hard on yourself when you find these gaps between God's ideal and your experience of reality. It's actually a place for us to wake up and look and invite God's love in there which will cause faith to rise up and lay a hold of God's ideal once again and begin the motion between our real and, and God's ideal. In love, well, let me, let me say this. Probably the best way to traverse those gaps between your real and God's ideal is really just to open yourself to being loved by God and in the condition of his Son. If you just rest your heart in that, when you see these gaps, to just to come to God and open yourself up and say, God, I'm allowing you to love me here in the condition of his son, of your son. And so opening to love is the way that we bridge the gap. It is to fix our gaze upon the beloved son as our own interior landscape and taking no reference absolutely no other reference to ourself but what is found in this love from God. In love, your, your mind will see and believe that the ideal can actually be made your real, that every lofty ideal can be joyfully applied to your practical living, and that all that's beautiful in the heights of God's presence can actually be made true in your personal experience down here. Love is what bridges that gap. <clears throat> so, God's 
ideal world in his son is really a, a limitless grace. And it's the process of making that ideal into your real that is an endless invitation into romance with God's divine presence. To know how to live in this romance is really the principal secret to a mystical life. And the one who learns how to live in this romance with God can go further and further and higher and higher forever and ever until they reach the most sublime heights that a boundless life has in store for us. So love takes us between the gaps and it's only love that will fill in the gaps between the real and the ideal. So never waste, beloved, never waste your life's offerings, whatever is coming into your life in any given day, <clears throat> the good, the bad, the ugly, the happy, the sad, rather than waste those things, turn your attention to ascending the heights of your spirit in all of those occasions where you walk among the mountains of God's miracles. Everything is workable with love. Your spirit is God's alchemist of love and miracles, able to transform deepest, darkest, and worst things in your, in your life into mountains of miracles. So don't turn the power of your mind upon your problems or other people's problems. Turn the power of your mind upon your inner light in the heights of God's love. Turn doubt into faith, fear into love, and setbacks into hope. Live in your spirit on the heights of God's grace in such a way that it will make you stronger, more positive, more trusting, and more efficient. As a matter of spiritual law, the real must soon yield to God's ideal, because love is making everything new. And in case you need uh, some proof of that, just read the end of the Bible, the end of the book. It tells us you win. <laughs> God is making everything new. Beloved, your, your destiny is, is, isn't mapped out for you by some exterior power that you have no control of. God's inviting you to map out your future for yourself with faith, with hope, and love in his Son. Your destiny awaits you taking the helm of your heart and guiding yourself into the heights of your interior spirit where you see things on God's level, on the level of his ideal love. So, your life is a perpetual movement, can we say, from the real to God's ideal. And no one's going to be happier than your Father in heaven when your life becomes a permanent residence on the heights of his love and within the movements of the deepest grace. So, I hope this short podcast today has brought some encouragement and maybe built some hope into your spirit that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, whatever your current conditions, your life is a movement from the real into God's ideal, from the relatively real in this world to the absolute really real <laughs> that's in God and in his son. You know, one of the things in the, the Bible um, of the word truth it's a beautiful word in the Greek uh, because it actually means reality, right? 
So God is, is he's not just bringing us into the truth, meaning conceptual, intellectual truth about things. He's bringing us into his reality, what's really real in him. And our life is a being transitioned in, in that. And a part of our spiritual journey is learning to put up with <laughs> the birth pains of this transition. I know we all wish just we could just jump into the ideal tomorrow and everything is over and done and everything is good. I mean, in one sense, that is what's happened. When we came to Christ, we were instantly set within God's ideal. However, it's going to take a lifetime. In fact, I, I believe eternal, it'll take eternity for us to come into the full realization of what resides within us already because of God's love in Christ. So take some courage. The battles have an outcome. The, the wars have a final outcome, and that is all things will radiate with God's perfection and glory. And you will too. And all of your dreams will too. This ain't over, my brothers and sisters, until all of your seemingly real is transitioned into God's ideal. And let me assure you, no matter where you've been or what you've done or how far you've fallen or how many mistakes you've made, underneath you are everlasting arms to catch you. And you're just not going to be able to escape this uh, program that God has fine-tuned into every molecule and cell and uh, of the universe. You're, I'm afraid, you're caught in the winds of a transition from the real to the ideal. And one day we will all stand in the ideal as our real from that point on and forever. So God bless you, my brother, my sister. I am so delighted that you were here with me today to share this uh, podcast with me. I hope that this has touched your heart and opened your mind to some things and maybe even freed you of some self-criticism and condemnation along the way. As always, I am your friend journeying with you on this journey into God. And uh, as I say all the time, learn to take a deep dive into your interiority and find God's smiling face waiting for you there. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. God bless.